0: Man, I don't know about you, I'm still fired up from that song service. We're singing that again after church, alright? I don't, I don't care if I have to quit preaching early, uh, we're doing it. Uh, we were talking about the timbrel and dance thing, how that was gonna go down. I thought about doing the dance right then, but <laughs> I don't know. Running the lap, something like that, but, uh, so we almost got biblical there. Psalms 150 biblical. But good, good singing this morning. Get me all fired up before preaching. Appreciate that. But look at Genesis chapter 1. And verse 26, it says, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Now, uh, what I want to preach about this morning is God's expectations For men. So here in the very beginning of the Bible, we see God after he creates this wonderful world that we live in. He puts all the animals and things on it. God creates man and God says, let man have dominion. Let man be in charge of these things that are on the earth. And God said that the Bible says that God made man in his own image, in his own likeness. So we look like God. Does in the sense of, you know, we are, we are his kind, obviously we don't have the identical features and things like that, but we are made in the image of God. And one of the things that we see throughout the Bible is where there's these like expectations for men, you know, because we live in a world today where they're trying to blur the lines on what it means to be male or female. And let me tell you, in the Bible, it's real clear in nature. It's real clear who male and female is, but because we are living in a world today where people are confused in this kind of thing, we have to talk about this kind of thing. And of course, with it being Father's Day, uh, and you know what? I'm sorry, ladies. There's no such thing as a lady father. All right, you know, there's no such thing as a, a man mother. There's there's fathers and mothers. Okay, if you if you're one of these people with the two moms or whatever today, you know, it's first off that doesn't make any sense. But one of them's not a dad. I don't care how manly they are you have to be a male to be a dad and the truth is though we've got men today who are pretty sorry excuses for men and when it comes to our modern american culture the what they're calling men it's it's a pretty sad representation it really is it's it's in fact it's getting pretty embarrassing what we're going, what we're seeing and our country is doing everything it can to try to just emasculate men today. You know, and not in the literal sense while they are doing it in a literal sense with some people today, they decide they want to be a woman, but what, what they're doing in society is they're removing common expectations that people have always had on men. There's always just been an expectation that if you're a man, you're going to behave a certain way. You're going to act a certain way, dress a certain way. There's always been expectations Put on men and we see the these expectations that culturally have been on man. We can see these things in the Bible, too. And but yet today we're seeing it taken away. We're seeing people say, no, it doesn't need to be that way. And so I want us to look at these things that the Bible talks about, because I believe God still expects these from us today as men. So look at first Kings chapter two. And you know, ladies might be thinking, well, I don't need this message. I'm a lady. Well, you know what? You need this too in case you're raising boys one of these days. So you don't train them to be little women. And when you start seeing them do things, and I can see this being tough, especially if you're a single mom, uh, you know, that's, you know, God, God intended for there to be a man and a woman at home. But sometimes there's just not sometimes, you know, for tragic reasons, sometimes because marriages break up and things. But if you see your boys behaving a little bit differently than you, than you behaved when you were little, that's Okay. If your boys are behaving a little different than your daughters behave, that's okay. That that's pretty normal. If you had a few girls and then all of a sudden you have this boy and he's just a little more wild and destructive than than your girls, please don't medicate him, okay? That's just him being a boy. You need to understand it's okay for him to, for him to be this way. It's just it, it's it's something that God put in us and we we reject this new culture of the just the effeminate American man, I believe we should have the same expectations that they did in the past and that they had in the Bible. So the first one I want you to notice in first Kings chapter two and verse one, it says, now, when the days of David drew nigh that he should die and he charged Solomon, his son, saying, I go the way of all the earth. Be thou strong, therefore, and show thyself a man. Now, How do you do that? He just told us, he said, be strong, show thyself a man. Show people that you are a man. How? By being strong. That's something that we should expect from men. And keep the charge of the Lord thy God to walk in His ways, to keep His statutes and His commandments and His judgments and His testimonies, as it is written in the law of Moses, that thou mayest prosper in all that thou doest, and whithersoever thou turnest thyself. So right now, for a minute, let me talk though about just the physical strength. It is okay... You should expect your boys to be strong. You know, you should encourage that. You know, I remember when my boys were little. You know, whenever they would do anything, you know, we make a big deal. about, oh, man, you're so strong. You're so tough. You know, we let them fight daddy and all that kind of thing, and you make them think they're tough. Why do you do that? So maybe they'll start acting like they're tough. You know, that that should be normal. My boys, when they were little, if they did anything that was girly at all, I'd make them drop and do pushups every time. <laughs> I was. Why I wanted them to be tough. I wanted to teach them to be tough. That's a good thing. We want guys to be strong. And ladies, that's why we do things like paintballing, where we go run around in the woods, we get hurt, we shoot each other, we get whelps and marks all over our body. It's, we're teaching them to be tough. We do this because we're tough. We like to think that if it came down to it and we actually got in a real war, that we'd be ready to fight, that we'd know how to fight. That's what we like to think. And and so we do, we do things like that to just encourage that my boys, when they were real little, uh, we were at a youth conference, Tommy, Jason, they were probably like eight or nine, maybe 10 at the oldest years old. We were at the youth conference and they had paintballing out there. I let my boys go out paintballing with all the teenagers and Tommy, man, he got shot up like crazy, but you know what? They would do a thing. They'd have everybody come up and like show off their wounds and things. And Tommy had like all these wounds and, you know, I think he got sympathy points too, because he was so much littler than everybody. And then he ended up getting a free t-shirt because of it. And he said, I can't believe you let your son go out there and get shot up like that. You know what? It was on purpose. Well, I want to teach him to be tough. Jason got shot too, but it was right in the face in the mask. So he, he didn't get hurt, but he was in harm's way. And uh, you know, and, and I, you, know you, you need to do things like that as a parent. You know, moms aren't going to let their boys do that. You know, and that's where dad steps in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some moms will. And that's good. That's a good thing. But we, uh, what are we, we're trying to encourage that. That's why we, you know, go on these camping trips and you know, try to live up. We were talking about going whitewater rafting yesterday. Why? We want to have dominion over the land. That's why we why we go hunting. We don't go hunting for food. It's, it's for sport. But at the same time, we'd like to think that if the grid goes down and if everything falls apart, we're still going to be able to feed our family. Because I tell you right, I don't expect my wife to go out and do that. I don't expect my wife to go out and catch the fish and kill the deer and all that kind of thing. I'm going to do that kind of thing. So I'd like to know that if I have to, I can do that kind of thing. And you ought to encourage that kind of thing in your boys, let them do things, you know, buy buy them a weight set, you know, buy them things that are, you know, let them get involved in sports and, you know, rough house and climb trees You say, oh, you know, they might break their arm. And I've said this. My wife would get worried about things that our boys would do. And I always said, there's worse things that can happen than them breaking a bone. They could grow up and become a queer, and we can't let that happen. We're going to teach them to be tough, and it might mean they get hurt every now and then. It's okay. We are encouraging. We're not not out there abusing them, but we're doing things that you know could you know that are just that are manly, even if it means you could potentially get hurt. And we've got to encourage it. But you know what? We don't want to just encourage physical strength. We should also encourage strength of character. Emotional strength. And that's what David went on. He said to be strong. Show thyself a man. But then after that, he goes on to talk about keeping the commandments of God. He talks about you know being somebody who's judged, who's keeping the statutes, uh, the judgments, the testimonies of God. Do those things. Let me tell you, it's hard to do that in this world today. And we need to teach our boys... To be able to be strong and to be able to go against the crowd. We need to teach them to go against the flow. Because our world, it's going downhill fast. And I don't want my, I don't want my boys just going along with this culture. I don't want that happening in my family. So we've got to encourage that strength. We've got to teach them, you know, it's okay. If you, you need to learn how to handle opposition, you need to learn how to handle, you know, dealing with those who maybe make fun of you or, you know, criticize you. That's just the way, that's the way it's going to be in life. And we've got to make sure that we teach them to take it. It's important. It says in first Samuel chapter four and verse nine, over there because you know, even our world understands this when it comes to men. Our world naturally understands these things. You say, well, this isn't what the news media is saying. This isn't what we're seeing on Hollywood today. That's what we call propaganda. Okay, That's propaganda. What, what you're seeing on the television today, what you're seeing being promoted by our government, by the schools, it is propaganda meant to deceive. Even the worst of the worst, just naturally understand men are supposed to be strong. Men are supposed to have resolve and character. How about the Philistines in the Bible? The Philistines, would we call them good people in the Bible? No, these were bad people. These were wicked people. But you know, look what it says in 1 Samuel 4 and 9. Here they were fighting a battle and they were losing at this moment. And then they said, this is the Philistines, be strong and quit yourselves like men, O ye Philistines, that ye be not servants unto the Hebrews as they have been to you. Quit yourselves like men and fight. Even the Philistines say, saying, we're not going to quit. And we're losing, but we're going to keep going. Why? Because we're men. That's why we do the things that we do. That's why Brother Sean goes out there and we we play when we play paintball. We play that you're out when you say you're out. You know, we don't let these little splatters count things like that. You know, we want to light people up. Brother Brother Sean though, you can't do that with him. I think he said he counted. He stopped counting after sixty wounds. He just lets you shoot him and he just keeps going and shooting back. And you know, he's the philistine right back there. <laughs> but in a good way, in a good way. That it and. That, and that is, that's something, too, you know, with, you know, with your boys, you know, especially with dads, with your boys, when they get hurt and they got a boobie, you know, it's like, you know, walk it off, be tough. You know, girls, you typically give them the hug and the sympathy and all that kind of thing. Moms usually kiss the boys' booboos, too. You know, and I mean, I, I'm not going to tell moms how to do that. I don't really know. But as long as we got the dad there to bounce things out and, you know, just, just be tough. You know, that's probably going to leave a scar. You know, that's good. <laughs> you know. We, we brag about those things. That there's nothing wrong with that. So turn over to First Corinthians chapter sixteen. We could talk a lot about that, but just and here's the thing that another thing that's just annoying. Our culture today, the news media, the television—they're promoting women being strong, physically speaking, like crazy all the time. They're always pushing that, doing everything they can to just promote strength in women, while downplaying it with guys. And it just shows we have a twisted world that is trying to corrupt minds that's all there is to it so first corinthians 16 another expectation and we saw it there just with the philistines men are expected not to be quitters says in verse 13 watch ye stand fast in the faith quit you like men be strong hey you know you know when we quit when they kill us we don't you just you keep going until the end and as men, we, there there is an expectation that we're going to get through difficult challenges. There's going to be days when you're tired at work, and you know what you got to do? You got to tough it out. Boy, this, you know, they have so many rules, so many things protecting employees today. That it, it is so easy to just be pathetic and still keep your job. And I've worked with these guys for years, just guys that quit for everything. You know, and the thing is, too, you know, ladies, they have this uh, six-week maternity leave, which, I mean, good night. When a lady has a baby, she needs some time off of work, all right? If she's doing some kind of job out there or whatever, I mean, by all means, do that. But we got to be politically correct. Now they give it to guys, too. They give guys six weeks maternity leave when their wife has a baby. Now, unfortunately, you know, they started doing all that stuff when I was done in that world. But I used to take a week and two, uh, like uh, the first... When Tommy was born, I took a week off because that was all the time I had saved up. And then like with time, uh, Jason and Abby, I took two weeks off. Uh, that was all the time I had saved up. But I had to use my own time off. You get like six weeks bonus time now in some places. What in the world? You know, I mean, I'm all for staying home and helping your wife and things like that. But I mean, guys, do we really need six weeks? We ought to be able to do both, right? You know, but guys, yeah, no, they won't. Guys, guys and guys are they're just quitters today. They quit their job over every little thing. They, they quit. People quit church. People quit serving God. Over the little thing, oh, the preacher got up and he said something made me feel bad. Oh well. Get over it. You don't get to quit. That's not how this works. You keep going. Oh, I can't if I want to. Well, I guess you can. Nobody's going to stop you, but we all just thought you were a man. We all just thought that you could take, take it and that you would just keep going. But no, you you're gonna quit, and we see it all the time. And what do these guys do? They run to their little Facebook groups and their little podcasts where they have effeminate men on there, yep. basically telling them you're a hero for quitting. <laughs> Yo, know, you're brave and bold for being a stinking quitter and just giving up on the things of God. And I'm sorry, I'm not I'm not buying into that. We've got to do things that are difficult. I mean, these people get on there, oh, that church, they made us go out souling, They made us do this. They made us do all these things that, you know, Christians are supposed to do. And it's like, first off, nobody made you do anything. I mean, did we force anybody to come to church today? Anybody get a wake up call from me this morning and a threat if you don't come to church? Okay. You know, I, you know, if anybody that wasn't here last week, you know, that was I calling you up, checking up on you, getting on. You know, no, we don't do that kind of thing here. Threatening to name you from the pulpit. We're going to read off the names of everybody who didn't show up last week. That's not bad. No, we won't do that. We, we won't do that. But you know, the Bible says in 2 Timothy 2.3, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Now, this is hard. Endure it. Why? Because you're a man. We're a soldier. That's what we do that has always been expected of us and we need to keep it going. Turn over to Job 38. So these ones are, are pretty common. We know about things like, you know, be tough, macho, strong, don't be a quitter, things like that. But here, here's one that's a tough one for a lot of people. But this, uh, and a lot of people, they get the wrong idea. A lot of times uh, when it comes to toughness and things like that, you know, people do, they think it's all about maybe the muscles. And there's nothing wrong with having muscles, all right? Guys, you probably should have some muscles, okay? But as you know, you can have a whole lot of muscles and still be a pansy. You really can't. There's a lot of guys out there. They have no character at all. They don't exhibit any of the things that we talk about in here. Well, I've got other guys, you know, they might not have much going, you know, on the muscle end and things like that, but they've actually got real character. They've got strength. They actually can do a job. I mean, I've worked with guys before too, when I was at the factory that were big, strong guys and yet women could outwork them. I, so uh, again, it's not always about the muscles. Even though, but there's nothing wrong with having some of that. And you know, we don't want to uh, be proud of how skinny our legs are, and go wearing these pants that make our legs look as skinny as possible too. Okay, that's not manly. Okay, skinny legs have never been anything men have been proud of. But today, and if you have skinny legs, you have skinny legs. Okay, but at the same time, men have never, until this recently. made that like something they're proud of and wear, wore something to make their legs look skinny. I I don't get that. But again, you know, here, here we are America 2021, but uh, so the thing is you can have, you know, one or two of these like excessively and yet still not be the full package of a man. And you can be somebody too who you know, maybe isn't in the greatest physical condition, because you know, fr- frankly too, you know, when we start getting older, things become more challenging too. It doesn't mean you don't have character. Doesn't mean you're not a man. Things like that. But we want to have all of these things. And there are there are some guys that think they're manly because they are maybe enhanced in one area, but they're not the full package. and, and here's one that a lot of men are missing. You, men are expected to be able to handle rebuke. Hey, Job 38.1, and this is a guy who has lost all his children, a guy whose body's covered with boils, a guy who had three, you know, judgmental Baptist friends that decided they were going to come and, you know, figure out what was wrong with him and why God was punishing him. So he's, you know, Job's been through a lot. And Job, you know, after going through all these things and after getting, having miserable comforters come along, Job, you know, he finally gets a little upset and thinking, Lord, what are you doing? Now, we should never think, Lord, what are you doing? God always knows what he's doing. But Job, after this, says, then the Lord answered Job out of a whirlwind and said, Who is this that darkeneth counsel by words without knowledge? Gird up now thy loins like a man, for I will demand of thee, and answer thou me. So he tells Job, gird up your loins like a man. And you know what? You, You answer me these questions. Job, I'm about to rebuke you for basically three chapters asking you questions that you're not going to be able to have an answer to. And you know what? He tells them, gird up your loins like a man, look at me, listen to what I say, and see if you have an answer. And you know what Job did after we go through all that and Job can't answer these things? You know what Job said? He said, I "I abhor my... Self, I repent in dust and ashes. You know, he, I spoke of things that I didn't understand. Job repented after he got rebuked. Job didn't go and start throwing a hissy fit. Job didn't start crying. Job didn't start saying, hey, I'm Job. I'm the guy who's been through more than anybody else. I'm the guy who everybody compares all their problems to. Job didn't do any of that. You know what Job did? He repented. Job got right. Job took the rebuke. Because Job was wrong. Job needed it. And today... People, they are not capable of handling rebuke. There's a lot of men out there. You get on to them one time, the boss has to get on to them one time. They quit. They get called in the office, they, and, and you know, and then God forbid the boss yell at them and raise their voice. And then, man, I I received abuse at that job. I've got all these people out there today talking about the abuse that they received in their ifb church from the pulpit. That preacher, he used to yell, oh, well, you know, it, that, that's that's okay. Well, I hope you never go into the military and get a sergeant. I mean, I don't know. I I hope sergeants are still yelling in the military. You know, the military, they're often the ones advancing a lot of this kind of thing. I, I, but I'm sorry, you know, I know how it used to be there. They scream in your face. I watch one of these programs one time. These guys got off the bus. They look scared to death. And these, just immediately, these sergeants like screaming in their faces. And, the, and these guys look terrified. You know, I've, I've been kind of terrified too. But you know, you need to learn how to take a rebuke. You need to learn how to be corrected. And if somebody will be able to come to you and say, hey, you're wrong in this area. You messed up here. You need to fix it. And you know what? You need to know how to take it. That, that's something men are supposed to be able to do. But today, people are quitting. They're giving up one thing. Pastors got to get on them one time. They're out of the church. I'm done. Can't can't handle rebuke. Turn over to Jeremiah 50. There's a lot of these things. Where we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on them. But men are expected to be brave and to not panic. Right? Jeremiah 50 verse 36. A sword has fallen upon the liars and they shall dope. A sword is upon her mighty men And they shall be dismayed. A sword is upon their horses and upon their chariots and upon all the mingled people that are in the midst of her. And they shall become as women. A sword is upon her treasures and they shall be robbed. It says they're going to become as women. Now, ladies, I'm not insulting you here. I'm just talking about what the Bible says. But, you know, when bad things happen, okay, you know, or when uh, there's some kind of attack or a threat, you know, usually the first person to scream is the woman. Okay. And, you know, if somebody came in here, some crazy person came in here, started shooting the place up, I would expect some of the ladies to start screaming. But I would also hope some of the guys are going to go into serious mode and, you know, either whoop out a gun and take care of business themselves or, you know, get physical with the guy and attack. Okay. We, and when something like that happens, you know, when there is a situation that arises... It is, it's, it's always kind of been instinctive in men to be the one to go do something about it. And the ladies, it's kind of their job to panic. You know, you hear somebody breaking in your house. Okay. It's okay, guys, if it scares you a little bit. I mean, obviously you heard somebody break. We're all going to get scared, but hopefully your wife's going to be the one panicking, hiding under the covers while you're getting the gun and you're going out to see what's going on. And if you send your wife out to do something like that congratulations, you know, you believe in equality, you know, you are a good American and you know, you're all, you're woke. No, you stink. If you do that kind of thing, you're, you're a sorry excuse for a man. You send your wife out to deal with a burglar. Hey, okay, you do it. Now there's been, there was times during our marriage, my wife used to just panic about everything and she constantly was thinking she was hearing stuff and wanted to go check on things. And I would, I would make her do it just because I knew it was nothing. She was, and I was like, no, you go check. It's nothing. If I'd have actually thought there was something, I'd have went. Okay, I, I, I definitely would have. But that we need to understand it's just an expectation that we that we be brave and that we not panic when these things come and that we not become as women and scream like a little girl. That that's not that's not okay, ladies. If you do it, nobody's gonna be mad at you. That's exactly what we would expect. And so uh, look at go back to Genesis chapter one. Another thing that men are expected to do is we are expected to conquer this planet and dominate the animals. Genesis 1.26, God said, let's make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. God wants us to have dominion. Now, having dominion too is more than just, you know, taking care of them, you know, using them for farming, taming the horse, killing the deer, all that kind of thing, okay? We're supposed to have dominion over them. So not, so the thing is, that doesn't mean we're out shooting them all the time too because, so, you know, there's some things in nature that we just like to enjoy, right? We don't just kill everything. You know, you see a bald eagle, don't shoot it and eat it. You know, those are cool, majestic creatures, plus they're a national bird and you're getting in a lot of trouble if you do that kind of thing. But you know, there's some creatures that are just out there we can enjoy and uh, you know have and take pleasure in. But another thing though about having dominion though is, you know, we shouldn't let them stop us from doing anything we need to do. So, and in, in, uh, you don't have to turn there, but in Proverbs 22, verse 13, it says, "The slothful man saith, There is a lion without; I will be slain in the streets." And let me tell you, there's a lot of men out there that won't do things that men should do because, oh, you know, there's mosquitoes out there. Hey, you got work to do. Get out there and get bit by the mosquitoes. Well, there's a lion out there. Get a gun and take care of it. You know, get a weapon. That's why we've made weapons. I get it. In hand-to-hand combat, there's a lot of animals that that could take us. Right? But we've been called to have dominion. And so while I'm never probably going to be able to physically take a lion, I'm smart enough I can come up with some weapons so I can't take care of the lion. I heard a story one time from a, a preacher. He was talking about, like, in some place in Africa, they had these men, the way they would kill the lions is they would get them to chase them. All they had was a spear, and they would just kind of, like, kneel down with that spear. And then when the lion would jump at them, then they would kind of land on that spear. I'm coming up with a more creative way where I can keep some more distance, you know, between me in that lion, but you know what? I wouldn't doubt the manhood of the guy that does that right there. I wouldn't doubt. And, and you know what? That you know, there's there's people out there just so pathetic, so lazy they can't handle the elements, they can't handle the things. That are, no, we have to we have to dominate these things. Okay, we had a possum get in our house one time. It was, I mean, I, I'm just, I'm not gonna lie, I'm scared of possums. <laughs> you know, I, I I I don't like possums. They're disgusting okay and armadillos too thankfully we don't really have those up here even though there was one that was seen up here a couple years ago and i almost moved uh when i heard when i heard about that i'm scared of armadillos but at the same time you know when we had the possum in our house i didn't send my wife and daughters out to go get rid of it i sent my boys (laughs) uh, uh, i let them take care of it and they got rid of it you know but uh it's part of having boys you know They, they need to learn how to do these things too right but but you know if you're a guy and you are and you're just gonna let an animal stop you from doing what you need to do you're gonna let that's pathetic you no know, you need to conquer them you need to figure out take it I need I've been meaning to declare war against the moles at my house in the yard they're like tearing up my yard driving me crazy and so if y'all got any good uh ideas for weapons and things to take care of moles let me know because it's time I wage war on them I'm tired of messing up my yard but you know we 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 shouldn't let animals and things overrun. And if we do, if we as a society too need to take care of some animals that are kind of in our way, you know, they're here for us. We're not here for them. And we've got people today, they don't want us doing pipelines and things and you know, in Alaska because it's going to hurt the caribou and stuff like that. First off, I don't even believe that. But at the same time, you know what? If there's something on this planet that we need, we can go get it. Why? Because this is our planet. God has given us dominion and we take priority. I don't think we ought to destroy our natural resources. I don't think we ought to just go, you know, mercilessly killing things for no reason. You know, if you kill it, you ought to eat it. Okay? Unless it is something that's a nuisance. You know, you got a fox getting in your chickens, you know, you will take care of you. You don't have to eat it. Just kill it. That's fine. But you need to have dominion over these things. We could talk a lot about that, but as men, we're expected to do this. And typically, it's been the men that have done that. I know they're doing everything they can to try to promote hunting with the ladies and things like that. And and ladies, if you want to go hunting with your husband, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know that, that that's fine. But at, at the end of the day, it is typically guys that like that stuff more, isn't it? You know if, you know ladies, if you're out hunting while your wife's or your husband's at home doing the dishes, I'm going to be a little concerned. Uh, but you know if it's something you want to do to spend time with your husband, I, I don't see anything wrong with that. And but but either way, uh, if it comes down to you getting the hand to hand with the animal, I hope. Your husband takes the lead in that situation. But anyway, turn over to Lamentations 3. Here's another one that's very important, especially when raising your kids. I'm going to go through these last ones quick. But in Lamentations 3.27, it says, It is good for a man that he bear the yoke in his youth. Men are expected to work hard. Men are expected to work hard. You know what? Don't be afraid to let your boys do some hard work. Don't be afraid to have your boys go outside and sweat a little bit. And to get some blisters on their hands. And to get tight, that That's a good thing. You know what? Maybe you wouldn't need to give Little Lord Fauntleroy medication to calm him down if he ha- was actually outside during the day and doing some work. Make him go dig a hole or something and fill it back in. I love digging holes when I was a kid. You know, you know, give them some work to do. They need to learn how to work hard. It's, a very, it's so important and, and teach them young. Don't let them get these, you know, lazy habits. I'm all for, you know, letting your boys have some fun and play a video, some video games and things. But I taught my boys, you got to earn to play the video games. You don't just sit around all day playing video games. If you, after working real hard during the day, you want to have some chill time, that's fine. you know, let them have some rewards for working hard. Don't just make them work hard with no reward. And we all expect to get paid when we go to work, don't we? You know, so let them have, you know. So you, you can get real unbalanced. You got some parents, they don't let their kids do anything fun because they're just working hard all the time. Well, if you do that, they're just going to look for ways out of work. We need to teach them there's a reward for working hard. And so if you want to have some of those things, uh, that's fine. I wouldn't completely get rid of all of that. But men are expected to work hard. And we're expected to do the more difficult, more physical jobs. You know, we're expected to be the carpenters and uh you know the mechanics and all those things. And you know, ladies, you know, we usually depend on them to be like the secretarial work and things like that. Why? Because guys we do the hard stuff. We do the physical things. That's the way it's supposed to be. Uh 1 Corinthians thirteen, eleven. Men are expected to grow up and to mature. It says, When I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. So in other words, he wasn't a man, but he became a man. And what he put away those childish things. And, you know, it's okay to let your boys be boys and your kids be kids. But you do need to be preparing them for manhood. And while maybe physically, you know, they're not a man yet. You know, what? it's okay to treat them like one. Why? Because you're preparing them for that. One of these days you are, you are going to be a man Meaning. You're going to be grown up. You're going to be mature. You're going to have to work hard. You're going to have to take care of a family. You're going to have to do all these things. You prepare them for that and you're going to have to teach them. You might have to put away some childish things. Hey, you know, if you are going to want to get married and have kids and things like that, you know, you're probably not going to be able to have as much of that recreation time that you earned playing the video games. You should probably spend that, you know, playing with your wife and kids, you know, having having fun with them. That's what you should do. You got to teach them that. And it's one thing, you know, when you're when you're younger, but when you grow up, you better grow out of some things. Uh, 1 Corinthians four. This is another important one. We got a lot of guys out there who they think they are manly. They think that they are a man because they can get a woman. And but you know what the Bible says in First Thessalonians four three. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification that you should abstain from fornication, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel, that's talking about your body, in sanctification and honor, not in the lust of concupiscence, even as the Gentiles, which know not God. You know what God expects from us men? He expects us to be able to control our lusts. Okay, I get it. I get it. Men like women. you know. But at the same time, we understand as Christians, we understand as people of God, that God ordained that physical relationship between be between one man and one woman, and that one woman be his wife. That is what God ordained. That is what God expects. And while there's a bunch of guys out there today that think because they got all these women out there pregnant that that makes them some kind of man, you know that just shows you have no control over your vessel. You have no sanctification. You have no honor. And I get and listen, it's te- it can be tempting. You're a young single guy. There's temptations out there. There's challenges out there. There's things that you want to do as someone who is of the male gender. But you know what? You've been God expects you to be able to control that lust. God expects you to be able to just be with one woman and remain faithful to that one woman. But you know what? There's a lot of guys out there. They don't have that kind of character they don't have that kind of control. They are not in control of this vessel they have. And they think that because they've got some looks, they think because they've got some muscles, that that all of a sudden makes them some kind of man. But if they can't control themselves, if they can't control their lust, if they're not capable of staying faithful to their wife that God gave them, you know what? That is not what God expects from a man. God understands that we have temptations, that we have desires, but God expects us to control them. You might have the ability... To beat somebody up, but that doesn't mean you should go doing it. God expects you to, you know, God expects us men to be able to control our temper. And we do. Sometimes we have some of that manly rage that rises up in us and we're ready to break some things. We're ready to maybe pound a face or something like that. But you know what God expects? God expects you to control that. Yes, that's how you feel. Yes, that's what you want to do. But you know what? You get that vessel under control. That's what God expects from us. And we need to expect that same kind of thing too. We need to train our young men. That don't, you don't just do whatever you feel like doing. You get that vessel under control. Sometimes they're going to feel like just sleeping in instead of getting up and going to work. You know what you do? You make them get up and go to work. You make them do why? Because we've got to control this. We got to control this vessel. First Peter chapter three and verse five says, "For after this manner in the old time the holy women also who trusted in God adorned themselves." being in subjection unto their own husbands, even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters ye are, as long as ye do well, and are not afraid with any amazement. We've got a lot of insecure men out there who go ape over this verse right here. Who they love that part, but then they forget about verse 7, where it says, Likewise ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife, as unto the weaker vessel And as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. You know what God uh, God expects from men. God expects men to take care of their wives. Okay, not just to physically dominate them. Congratulations, you're a man and you can physically dominate a woman. That's expected. But you know what? We're, We're also expect. It's expected that we honor that woman. It is expected that we take care. Of that woman that God gave us. You are not to abuse your wife. Let me tell you something. Men have an authority over the wife. and things, That is not an excuse to abuse your wife. Spousal abuse is wicked. Spousal abuse should be punished with lashes. A guy who would abuse his wife should get the snot beat out of him. You are a scumbag. You are a weakling. If you do that kind of thing. You have no character. You have no worth. There, there, You have. There's nothing good that anyone could say about a man who does not take care of his wife. And folks, not just physically, how about emotionally too? You know, uh, c- congratulations. You're capable of impregnating your wife. Okay? C- you know, congratulations. But you know, understand, she's got the tough part of that whole deal. Carrying that baby for nine months, giving birth to that child. You know what? Let her have a say in some of that stuff. Let her, you know, you know, Ask how she feels about this. Are you ready to do that again? Are you, uh, I, mean, I can only imagine what they have to deal with. So I, I'm, the, I'm the husband. I'm the boss. Okay, fine. But you know what? I also am giving honor unto her as under the weaker vessel. And since she's the one that's got to do all the hard stuff, you better believe I'm going to listen to what she has to say. You better believe I'm going to, I'm going to hear her and make sure I'm taking care of her. And I don't kill her. I mean, you can't, it's, it's absolutely terrible what some women have had to go through physically and just the toll that things can take. And, you know, you better, you better take care of that wife. You better give her some honor because of the fact she is the weaker vessel. And congratulations, you can take all these things. You know what? She might not feel like going soul winning with you on a hot Saturday or a hot Sunday, you know, two weeks after giving birth to that baby. Yeah, I'm the man. Well, I believe in doing spiritual things. You shut up. You let your wife stay home from church if she needs to, and heal, and take care of that baby. She's the one that has to nurse. She's the one that has to do all that stuff. I'm telling you, man, scumbag guys like that. We get any of these those guys in this church. All right, we're not allowed to physically beat up these guys, but we can throw those people out of our church. Some guy abuses his wife, not taking care of her. We will throw you out of this church so fast. It's not it's not even funny because you're you're disgusting when you when you're that way. You know, men are expected to sacrifice themselves to protect their wives. Ephesians 5.25, Husbands, love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he may present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. And you know what, I'm sorry, these guys that they put all these expectations on their wives, you know, to do all these things physically, and then these guys can't even show up for work half the time. They they've never even kept a job for more than two years, something like that. I'm sorry. I don't believe you love your wife like you love your own body. Because you sure seem to be giving your pathetic carcass everything at once. While your wife's I I could preach a whole message just on that. Abusive husbands make me sick. The last one real quick. Romans 13:13 13, 13, Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make not provision for the flesh to fulfil the lust thereof. Men are expected to be bold in their actions and not sneaky. We walk honestly as in the day. The things that we do, how you live your life, you shouldn't have to do it, you know, under in the darkness. You should be able to boldly and openly live your life by just being honest. And, you know, no, there's nothing more pathetic than just some sneaky, slithery guy who's just always got to hide everything he's doing and, you know, doesn't want anybody to know it just because, you know, you know why you do that way? Because you're a coward. You know, if anybody sees what you're doing, that it's wicked and you don't, you're, you're afraid of being exposed. Hey, if what you're doing is right, why can't you just do it in the open? Why can't you just do it in the day? You know, that's what, and and men we are expected to be that way, to be bold about what we do to have confidence in what we do. And we got a lot of people out there, just sneaky, slithery types. That is not a masculine attribute. So we need to make sure we continue to raise our boys with these expectations. The world has lowered the bar way too far and it's perverted the bar. It's bent. It's crooked. It's all over the place. What we are seeing today is not acceptable, and we have got to set the example in this area. Let's keep these expectations alive even in 2021. So let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for your word and the instructions and the examples that it gives us. Lord, I pray you'll help each man in here to take these things to heart. I pray we will teach these things uh, to the next generation and uh, teach our boys to be uh, real men. And in your name we pray, amen.